Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's uh, check in down at SEC Media Days with Mr. Murphy. Tom, are you there? I am right here, guys. It's, it's good to be with you. You know, it's funny. When you're walking through the halls here, uh, there's a lot of guys in suits. And then, like, I just saw Derek Mason walking by. And then the next guy's a random dude, like, in sandals and a Hawaiian shirt. So it's just fun to be down here. Tom, there's a report out that uh, next year's SEC Media Days will be in Dallas. That's uh, Action Action Network headquarters is reporting that. Uh, I saw Brett McMurphy tweet that. What do you think about okay. moving SEC Media Days? You know, it's funny. Um, I was at the... A shuttle stop today and um somebody with espn.com was telling us about that so i don't know if it had already been reported or or what but i you know people are saying well why why move it around it's really not a fan event but i just think it it puts money into the coffers of uh schools in the sec footprint and that's a heck of a way to kick off having texas and oklahoma into the league if it's in dallas next year and surely there's plenty of venues in dallas to get it done hmm. Tom, one of our questions of the day today, and two of these guys are actually speaking today, which SEC football coach do you hate the most? I won't <laughs> ask you to answer that, but who do you think is going to win? It's Eli Drinkwitz, Jimbo Fisher, Lane Kiffin, or Nick Saban. And by win, I mean lose. <laughs> well, you know what? There's there's reasons for we're going we're gonna to put this in the atmosphere of Razorback fans, right? So there's right. reasons for you to dislike or whatever, have grudges against um, each of those guys. But I will tell you this. The in-state guy, Eli, is has a winning record against Arkansas, as does Missouri. And if Arkansas fans, like, if I look at what I do from the perspective of an, of an Arkansas fan, and I think Arkansas football and Arkansas athletics should be a step above Missouri, and they're mm-hmm. not in football. And it's just, you want to make that a rivalry? Start beating Missouri in football. So he, w- he would rank up there. Jimbo has kind of continued the tradition of A&M coaches of just finding some way to skeech out some win over Arkansas, including last year when Arkansas should have won it. Mm. And one of the games against Chad Morris with Jimbo was a very close game. Arkansas had had the ball and driving late and didn't didn't score. So, I don't know. Saban, wh- why hate him? I mean. Just because he wins all the time and he beats Arkansas, <laughs> and Arkansas hadn't beat him in 17 years or whatever. Yeah, that would be a good Three, reason, wouldn't 20 it? 20 years, right? Yeah. Was that the last time they beat him? Miracle on Markham, 2 Beat him 17. 2006, oh, 2006, yeah. See? It's been that long. 17 years. I forgot. Like I just said. Yeah. Work with me. Because I got a running total going. Just like I had the running total <laughs> wow. of Arkansas and I'm making the Sweet 16 for a long time. Used to infuriate Pat Bradley. I'm like, Pat, it's been 25 years, but not anymore. Hold that grudge for a while, don't you? Yeah. And Kiffin's one that people – I think people either like him or don't. I'm amused by Kiffin, so I don't hate him. Mm-hmm. I think he's funny, and I think he's good for the league. I'm the same. He, he, I, I agree. I think he's great for the league. And I, I tell you, his social media game has, has taken the league in, like, a different dimension. Yeah. And uh, I do appreciate that. And he's fodder for what we do. And we, we I think we all appreciate it. So what are, you, what are you looking for this week, Tom? What are, your, uh, what are you trying to get at? What do you want to hear this week? Um, you know, just storylines. I'm always interested in the neat storylines. Um, you know, we're about to talk to Brian Kelly here very soon. And, you know, how did you pull off first year in the league? You lose to Florida State in your opener, and um, you you win the West. I mean, they beat Bama. They they did what Sam Pittman decided to do: go for a two point conversion and a, and a win, and against Bama, and yeah. they got it done. And they've got a returning quarterback in Jaden Daniels, and they have Harold Perkins, who Arkansas fans will tell you 
might be the most spectacular defensive player in this league. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just an intriguing roster. You know, their offensive line was a disaster to start last year. And they got it together. And Jaden Daniels led them in rushing. And I think their, their running backs are going to be better. He's got a ton of targets to throw to. So just kind of hearing what Brian Kelly says about year two in the league. Um, people are going to ask Nick Saban about, hey, now you've got some of your protégés beating you. Um, you know, how much longer are, are you in this? And you know, So there's going to be things like that. And then we're going to start hearing about, I guess, moving the SEC media days around. And um, what like what Greg Sankey says about potential expansion. There's a lot of stuff. Sure. A lot of storylines. Jimbo Fisher speaking today as well, Tom. And I haven't heard or read any comments from him about how they're going to balance the division of power when it comes to the offensive stuff. And I'm sure for him, giving up a little bit of the play calling and some of the offensive, uh, um, I guess, decision-making will be probably a little bit difficult, but he'd also be mm-hmm. crazy not to do it. I'm really curious to watch that balancing act between him and Petrino, and I'm sure he'll be asked about that quite a bit this week. He obviously will. And, you know, um, if you guys were like me, you saw on social media maybe a week ago something about already hearing rumors that, that you know, that uh, Petrino and Jimbo are having some deals. But, you know, who knows if that's true. But it's two powerful forces of personalities. Um, Petrino's not used to taking orders. And so how will he How will he do? How much autonomy will he be given? Because I think if Jimbo just kind of lets him do his thing, they're going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so I think that's going to be one of the more highly watched uh, storylines in the entire conference and um, because Petrino is just like such a force of nature, uh, the way he can break down offense. And I, I think back to my first story, big story I wrote about Petrino, and that he has somewhat of a photographic memory and how he applies that to making in, in-game adjustments. And that hasn't gone away. And um, he knows what SEC defenses like the latest trends and how to exploit them. So, and they have the personnel. I was talking to somebody already this morning saying A and M's personnel is unreal. And so, uh, hmm. put that together, and who knows what the Aggies will do this year? When the votes are counted up, who do you think is predicted to win the SEC West? Um, probably Bama. Um, you know, it, it will be hard for LSU to repeat. Um, although they have great talent too, um, the teams that are coming off horrible years, you know, A uh, and M and Auburn, you you can't project them to to win it. But yet, you know, Auburn a few years ago, in um, Gus's first year, had been horrible the year before, and they won it in thirteen. So it can be done. Um, but I I would think that you know you you go to the fallback position and you pick Bama probably. What do you think Arkansas's pick to finish? I saw a projection yesterday that had them sixth. Um, I have not even considered where I'm going to rank them yet. I've got to think they'll finish above Mississippi State. What will Ole Miss do now? Um, Arkansas beat them last year, beat them handy, but it's on the road this year. Um, Arkansas should have beaten A&M last year. I would would think they're going to wind up around fifth, maybe, fifth or sixth. Yeah, because to me, Auburn, I mean, with all their question backs or questions at quarterback, you know, I don't know how good Auburn's going to be in year one with Freeze. Mm-hmm. And you look at A&M and the issues that they had last year, are they fixable in just one year? And does Petrino fix that? There are a lot yeah. of question marks besides, to me, Alabama, LSU. Uh, I think Mississippi State's going to finish sixth or seventh. 
So three through six is kind of a toss it in the air. Yeah, I think the big – go ahead, Tom, sorry. No, no, Justin, go ahead. No, I was just going to say we've seen these marriages, you know, these forced marriages work well at times, right? I guess it's not forced necessarily, but I'm sure Jimbo felt a lot of pressure to hire a top-notch offensive guy. Think about when Gus won as the OC to Auburn. Well, they do. They won a national title, right? I don't know how good that relationship was, but obviously they let him do his thing and it worked out really well. And then you saw, you know, when Gus was at Arkansas, obviously maybe there was a little bit of – polling in both directions so uh we'll see what the one at a&m looks like yeah and and what i was going to say i said what i think the media is going to predict arkansas fifth or sixth but i think sam Pittman has a pretty quiet confidence that they're you know if they just win their close games um they're they're much higher up in the conference last year and so i think they have a chance you know based on what sam Pittman is feeling to finish much higher and here's the thing this is my take every year and it's it's every team in the SEC West feels like they have a chance to contend. But two or three teams every year finish so poorly that, like, the coach is on the hot seat the next year. And so last year that was Auburn and A&M. And um, it's going to be somebody. Somebody is going to be vastly, you know, disappointed. But who, who will it be? I mean, the, the most obvious choice would be Mississippi State because, the you know, change to a new coach and – you know, will the will the offensive system work for Will Rogers when it he doesn't have Mike Leach calling the plays and seeing things? So I think they're the obvious choice to say they might have a fall off. But who else? Arkansas has so many returners on offense, and you expect them to be better defensively. So maybe it won't be them. Um, it, you don't. You would never think Alabama. You wouldn't think A and M would have another repeat bad year. So who is it? Who's going to finish one and seven in the league? Mm-hmm. And who else is going to be two and six in the league? It's going to be somebody. All right. Well, I think all of us have low expectations for Mississippi State, and so we'll see who fills in the gaps beyond that. Um, you know, we were talking last week a little bit, Tom. This will be a question I'm sure that Coach Pittman will get is about the offensive line. And you've got a couple of legitimate stars up there with, uh, with Lemmer and Latham, but then you're going to have some question marks on the offensive line as well. What's your expectation there? Because you know we got you know you got Arkansas's got the arguably the best quarterback in the league, arguably the best running back in the league, and some talented but unproven receivers. You know it's going to be about what happens up front. I think exactly. Is there, so there's two sets of questions in my view when you look at Arkansas. The, the defensive questions, and there's a lot of them too. Sure. But on offense, it's the O line, and you know there were some things that happened at tackle early on in spring. And you could tell they're like, okay, that didn't work. The DNs were getting all kind of pressure in the first scrimmage that we didn't see. Um, and so we're changing. And so that led to Patrick Kudis being out at tackle. And so Devin Manuel and Patrick Kudis, we think, we're going to start the start camp at the two tackle spots. Okay, they're both young. Neither one of them have been through the SEC fires before. That's a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so they're going to probably have to scheme up to try to help those guys, to try to – get KJ operating quickly um, and and maybe using the tight end to help them, maybe using the back some. So um, SEC teams, if you've, if you've got a weakness at those two spots, they're going to find it, and it can crumble your offensive game plan. So to me, that's the biggest offensive question is how Arkansas handles the two tackle spots. Yeah, and can they run the ball? I mean, mm-hmm. that, I mean to me, that's Arkansas run first with KJ and, and Rocket. But if you, you don't have the offensive lineman to pave the way, you're, the whole offense could be in trouble. It could. And that's why, you know, this the read game, the RPO stuff they're going to do, um, you got to hold off of some, the, the edge for a couple of seconds. You got to give the quarterback a clean read 
on what's happening on the edge, you know, his read man, and uh, otherwise it can, can be blown up. I mean, I think back to certain plays last year, a Liberty, a Liberty game, a play got blown up. Um, a, guy, a guy leaked right through the middle. And there's some other big plays that, that K.J. wasn't given a clean read, and so you have to be able to do that. Tom Murphy joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline here as we get SEC Media Day is underway. The commissioner is going to be on the podium in about 11 minutes, so we'll get Tom out of there so we can listen to that before all that takes place. And then he'll join us Friday with a recap as well, so we'll look forward to getting Tom twice this week. Um, how about Georgia? We were talking about them a little bit earlier, Tom. What's your expectation for them? It's been since, what we say, the 30s since the team's gone back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Georgia trying to do it this year. Odds are against it. What's your expectation for the Bulldogs? Odds are against it. Look at their schedule. All right. Uh, they've got a good chance to be really clean until late in the year against Tennessee. I mean, a really strong chance. So I think they're going to be picked to win it. They'll be picked to win the East. Um, side note, you guys have great positioning here in Nashville. You're right in the entryway. You see everybody pass by. The main room is steps away. Um, you're in a great spot. And, by the way, I'm going to apologize. I did it privately to David Basil yes, uh, this morning. But I want to say it on the air, too. I'm sorry for honking my horn at him. Um, I don't know if y'all have heard. <laughs> no. But tell us the story. Apparently scared the crap out of him. I scared him. And it was yesterday when we were coming to the hotel to check in. And when he turned, the look on his face. So it had to be what Bo Jackson felt when he was headed to the hole and Baz was coming to fill, scraping into the hole. That look is like, oh, David Basil could whip me. And um, it was real. But uh, we did get a big a laugh out of that. So, sorry, Bass. Did you know it was him when you honked at him, or was he oh, in your way? Yeah, he was on the phone. I knew it was him. He was okay. behind the, the, the Buzz uh, uh, truck, um, and he and I saw him. I'm like, hey. And, and I think Bob and Wally might have goaded me a little bit, and so I, I beeped the horn. That's funny. Politely. <laughs> Wally would have protected you. Um, he ran with the Bulls. He ain't afraid of David. Okay, so Georgia, UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB, all home games. Hmm. At Auburn, Kentucky at home, at Vandy, off week, at uh, home against Florida, home against Missouri. Oh, the Florida game's obviously neutral. Missouri at home, Ole Miss at home, at Tennessee, and at Georgia Tech. I mean. That Tennessee game's going to be huge. Yes. Yeah. But they could lose it and still make the playoff. Yes. Yeah, you're right, Tom. That's what I'm talking about, y'all. I mean, really, that you got, you're going to go into Florida week. If you're not unbeaten, something bad has happened. Um, and, and I know they got to replace quarterback and some other issues, but doggone, they are very, very talented. So, yeah, doggone. I don't see how they don't go into Florida week unbeaten. Doggone. I see yeah. what you did there. How about Florida? Does Florida get going a little bit here, or you expect them to struggle again? They're one of the huge question marks, kind of like A&M, you know, just a huge question mark. I, I like Billy Napier personally. I, I got a really good vibe off of his first appearance last year yeah. in Atlanta. Um, but they have a brutal schedule. They probably have – well, I guess it's 24. They probably have the toughest schedule in the conference. But um, uh, a lot of question marks. Got to find another QB. So I, I don't know enough about their personnel uh, other than you know they should recruit well. But they're in a – you know, they, well, they've got Georgia in there with them. Oh, their schedule sucks. I mean, they go to yeah. Utah to start. Let's just start there. I mean, that that's that mm-hmm. could easily be a loss. They get McNeese at home. They get Tennessee at home, which is no no bargain. Charlotte. Then they got to go to Kentucky, which makes that game much more difficult. Vandy at home, and they go to South Carolina. That's in the first half of the season. After the bye, they get or after, yeah after the bye week, they get Georgia at home, Arkansas at home, at LSU, at Missouri, and Florida wow. State. Have fun. Yeah. Wow. They may not well, get six wins. Man, 
That's a trap game, though, the Arkansas game for them because they're going to think, wow, there's a, we finally get a breather, and Arkansas is going to, depending on how they feel or you know, how they're doing at that point, that's a – Arkansas <laughs> be keyed up for that one. And Arkansas is coming off of a bye. Don't forget. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yep. Perfect scenario. Back to Arkansas, Tom. Uh, you mentioned the defense and the questions around the defense. Uh, to me, there are a lot of question marks because we don't know a lot of these guys. They've got so many portal guys that have transfers that have come in. To me, if nothing else, they have a, more depth than I've seen in a while on a, a, it, on a defense, yeah, on Arkansas on paper, defense. Yeah. On paper, they should. And I'm talking about depth that, you know, like helping out Pooh Paul and those guys at linebacker because Thomas um, and um, the transfer from South Florida Greer, guys, they ought to be in the rotation. The defensive line, they got guys after – Spring, you know, Anthony Booker, um, 310 pounds, uh, he's got to be able to help you at defensive tackle. Um, we saw the ends, most of the ends in spring, and they looked like they could go three deep at end. And then um, it's the secondary, which, you know, really played up and down last year. I mean, you could say McLaughlin had a good season, five picks. Clark played okay. But, you know, they lost everything basically at safety. And so um, guys like Walcott, um, well, uh, Clark is playing safety, but um, they've got to get they've got to get real help from the portal dudes they they brought in in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they, I mean you still have, I'm sure they still have nightmares of the uh, Kansas game and Kansas just throwing it uh, all over them. Uh, you know, once they got the big lead, couldn't stop them. C- couldn't stop them, and and you know I think I think Marcus Woodson and the Travis Williams, Deron Wilson, uh, adding to Deke Adams is going to help. Uh, it's going to help the Arkansas defense, and I'm sorry, y'all a little distracted. I think Sankey's about to go in there. Yeah, so, go ahead, do your thing. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, that'll be the huge question. How will all the portal guys help you defensively? Will you have the depth to withstand? Tom, we'll have plenty more to get into on Friday. Enjoy the week, and I appreciate the time today. We'll visit with you on Friday. I enjoy, always enjoy kicking it with y'all. See you. See man. you, Tom. Tom Murphy on the uh, Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline down from SEC Media Days, again, thanks to our sponsors. We will talk to our guys coming up after Greg Sankey speaks to the media and get uh, the recap. It's all brought to you by First Security Bank, our friends at Coffin by Design West, and UAMS Health.